Hi, my name is Dr. Sarah Huco, and I'm going to be speaking to you today about a situ situational analysis of registered dietitians' participation in network marketing. Uh, so just as background, registered dietitians are allied health professionals with advanced training in nutrition and food science. And in order to practice, they do have to maintain registration with the regulatory body in their jurisdiction. Uh, and then those regulatory bodies have codes of ethics or standards of conduct that guide them in navigating any potential conflicts of interest. Within the North American setting, the workforce is overwhelmingly female and white, uh, and there are known systemic barriers that are built into preparatory training that contribute to minimal representation of dietitians from low socioeconomic backgrounds. Uh, so network marketing, which is sort of the other piece of this project for the background, is uh, also called direct selling and also called multi-level marketing. Uh, and independent sales consultants sell products or services to end consumers and recruit others to do likewise with these companies. And their income is primarily earned through commissions, including commissions earned from sales of products or services by independent, <laughs> independent sales con uh, consultants that have been recruited by other independent sales consultants. The products that are commonly on offer include wellness products, personal care products, and cosmetics. And wellness products uh, do include products that might be advertised as supporting weight loss or weight management and dietary supplements. Uh, independent sales consultants that represent network marketing companies in North America are also, uh, comparatively with dietitians, are overwhelmingly white, female, and from middle-class households. So there is an uneven distribution of power between health professionals and their patients or clients. And uh, it has been written in the literature and I think is well known that economic interests within a provider-client relationship can be an impediment to ethical practice. Although trade regulations do require that companies ensure that the marketing of their products doesn't include any misleading claims, uh, there is this can be difficult to see when marketing is so diffusely distributed uh, and sort of conducted by non-employees of the company as it is an independent sales consulting. Um, and so it does seem like it can be sort of incompatible with a commitment, uh, as is common in regulated health professions, to evidence-based practice. And health professionals in general are trained to approach testimonials and anecdotal evidence with skepticism, while network marketing companies often depend on these forms of evidence to sell their products or services. In 2020, truthinadvertising.org elected to investigate the 16 network marketing companies identified by the U.S. Federal Trade Commission uh, for their use of deceptive product claims, and they determined that all 16 companies continued to make unsubstantiated claims relating either to independent sales consultant income or product health benefits, whether directly or uh, via their distributors. So the objectives of this study were to better understand dietitian participation as independent sales consultants with a network marketing company, and this included clarifying what influences them to join, what they find most rewarding about their experience, the impacts on their professional work life, and their approaches to mitigating ethical conflicts that arise as a result of concurrent professional and network marketing employment. Our second uh, objective was to better understand the role of dietitian regulatory bodies in overseeing network marketing participation among dietitians. And this included identifying differences and similarities in provincial regulatory bodies' approaches to network marketing among registered members and gathering information about formal and informal interactions between dietitians and their regulatory bodies related to participation in network marketing. And um, just, I am located in Canada, and so in Canada we do have uh, provinces and regulation is within provinces. 
So I'm not going to go too much into the methods for time uh, reasons, but our methodological approach was situational analysis, which is an extension of grounded theory that was developed by Adele E. Clark. One of the main strengths of this method is that it allows us to move beyond what interview subjects know and share by analyzing related societal discourses that surround both network marketing and the health professions. Um, so for things like neoliberalism and post-feminism. And as I mentioned, the research setting is Canada where uh, dietitians have to complete undergraduate degree and an accredited dietetic internship to be eligible to write a registration exam. And once they have completed all those steps uh, and written the exam, then they can be uh, they have to maintain active registration with a regulatory body in their province. There is significant variation in the availability of dietitian employment across and within provinces. So we did aim to try to recruit participants for semi-structured interviews that included representatives from all Canadian dietetic regulatory bodies, representatives from regulatory bodies for other health professions in the province of Ontario, dietitians who currently participate as an independent sales consultant, dietitians who have formerly participated as an independent sales consultant, and independent sales consultants who gave up their RD designation to continue with independent sales consulting. We also reviewed other sources for discursive analysis, including Lula Rich, which is a TV documentary series available on Amazon Prime, the Dream Podcast Season 1, and articles published in mainstream media, including the New York Times, Forbes, and The Atlantic. Uh, for more details on the methods, please, um, and including the recruitment, you can uh, review the full paper. I unfortunately don't have time to cover all of it uh, in this video. So situational analysis involves the creation of maps. Uh, and this second map, um, the first, uh, if you want more details on it, go to the paper. But the second map is called an arenas map. And it is supposed to show sort of air, arenas of power and sort of the ways that that's enacted. So we have categorized the forms that power takes in the lives of dietitians and independent sales consultants as professional, legislative, uh, privilege that is inherent, uh, rank within the network marketing organization, digital influence, and uh, the spiritual realm. We have identified the arena, arenas in which each form of power is enacted by drawing circles or ovals around uh, the impacted arenas. So for example, privilege, which can be in the form of wealth, uh, gender, ethnicity, beauty privilege, size privilege, health privilege, uh, is enacted across all four arenas. Whereas legislative power in the form of legislation at either the federal or provincial level is enacted only in the work and the marketplace arenas. And the arenas of power are um, the squares. The third map is the positional map. And this uh, map is the last to be developed typically in the situational analysis method. And uh, it was designed to reflect discourses and themes that are identified in the discursive data sources and in our interviews. The discourses that are most prevalent and most socially acceptable are placed above the waterline in this image to represent their relative visibility, and the least visible or socially acceptable are located in the deepest water. Their relative placement isn't representative of their importance or their impact on the behavior of dietitians participating in network marketing, but just solely on their visibility in the discourse. Uh, so none of the dietetic regulatory bodies did agree to speak to us. We did interview three regulators from other health professions in Ontario, but um, ultimately weren't able to speak to any dietetic regulatory bodies. Uh, we didn't explicitly ask participants about their gender identity, but all eight of our participants did pre uh, present as women. 
And overall, despite heavy representation of sociocultural and gender elements in other discursive data sources, including the Lulu Rich documentary and the Dream podcast, participants did spend, our participants spent very little time, if any, discussing these topics. Overwhelmingly, the respondents focused on aspects of the network marketing business and on the, um, the characteristics of their own professional work. So there are a few quotes that um, sort of give an idea of the types of things that our respondents said. So there was one about um, you create a more lighthearted environment. And so that is the kind of nice thing about being in multi-level marketing is that the environment is super hooray and happy and positive. So that's kind of nice. I can see why people are attracted to it because it's very supportive and happy as opposed to if you're working in a job that's, you know, I like where I work, but it's very serious. Or, you know, we're expected to do our job because we get paid pretty well for it. There's nobody being like, oh, yeah, you're doing a great job. Keep it up. A second quote um, that was related to some of um, sort of the themes that we ended up coming up with or what made it into the maps is a participant noted that the company she'd been affiliated with started selling weight loss products, a weight loss program, and a lot of supplemental items that I didn't believe in and I wasn't sure of any scientific background. When I first started, it was spices. Then when I was done, it was like, you know, probiotic this and, you know, spend $500, you get all these products with our weight loss program and all this stuff, and I did not agree with it anymore. And then uh, there was a quote about sort of the perception of dietitians who participate in independent sales consulting uh, with one participant saying, you know, even if you're not actually doing anything wrong, just if there's any perception that you're somehow doing things that are scammy or sleazy uh, or not professional, it's very damaging. Even if you don't get reprimanded, it's still damaging to rep your reputation. And a last quote is just... Um, Oh, sorry, that is the last quote. Uh, and now I'm just going to talk about some of the conclusions from the study. Uh, so ultimately, dietitians who elect to participate in or as independent sales consultants for network marketing companies are finding aspects of their dietitian career lacking and find fulfillment in their independent sales consulting work. The stigma that surrounds network marketing, both in and outside of dietetics, in combination with the uncertainty that our participants felt in regards to regulatory bodies' approaches to network marketing among dietitians, made it really difficult for us to gain a comprehensive picture of the phenomenon of current dietitian and uh, independent sales consultant work, because ultimately it, it made people feel uncomfortable to talk to us because they weren't really sure uh, where they stood. Uh, Efforts to recognize and reward the achievements of dietitians in their work settings could lead them to be less inclined to seek out income opportunities outside their profession, including independent sales consulting. Uh, and we were unable to achieve our second objective, which was to better understand the role of dietitian regulatory bodies in overseeing network marketing participation among dietitians, because zero of the 10 uh, provincial regulatory bodies did agree to participate in the research. Uh, it's difficult for us to sort of assess the significance and relevance of the research, uh, even though obviously we as researchers believe it's very relevant and significant, because we really don't know the proportion of dietitians doing both concurrently in terms of dietetics and independent sales consulting. And we also know very little about how clients and patients of dietitians who are doing both might be impacted, whether positively or negatively by the practice of concurrent dietitian and independent sales consultant work. And last, um, we also, concluded or our results indicated that concurrent dietitian work and independent sales consulting participation is complex. Health administrators may want to increase their support of dietitians seeking opportunities for personal growth and development. <clears throat> this was something that was really important to the people we talked to and something that they felt they were getting out of their independent sales consulting. 
And last, uh, we have just the recommendation that consistent, clear guidance from dietitian regulatory bodies that explicitly addresses participation in network marketing could um, ultimately reduce the experience uh, that's of stigma from other dietitians and help dietitians just to know more clearly what sort of is and isn't, um, you know, within the standard of uh, ethics or the code of ethics uh, for their regulatory body. And uh, these are my references, and that's the end of my presentation. Thank you very much.